With Hashem's assistance, we are learning Baba Kama, Daf Nun Gimel, page 53. We begin on the last line of 52b. We said in the Mishnah that if the animal falls forward on its face, so then there's going to be obligation, if it falls backwards, and we're talking about a case where somebody was digging inside of the pit and was making a lot of noise, and that affected the fall of the animal. So if it falls backwards, we said there's no obligation. So Rav says, the fun of Mamish. When we say that it fell forwards, it means literally it fell forwards on its face, that's why there's an obligation. When it, when it fell backwards, it means literally fell backwards on its back, and that's why there's no obligation, because only when the head comes in, head first, that's when the poor air quality has the ability to cause a death or damage. And both of the damages are occurring inside the pit, as opposed to the damages that Shmuel is going to say are occurring outside of the pit. Rav Latayme, Rav says, according to his own reasoning, Rav, Rav says, When the Torah requires responsibility for any damages caused by a pit, it's only in regards to the poor air quality and not in regards to the impact that was caused by the pit. All right, we're talking about when a person does not actually own the ground of the pit. Shmuel says, Shmuel says, when we're talking about a pit, whether it fell in on its face, it fell in on its back, either way, there's going to be obligation on the owner of the pit. Shmuel, according to his own reasoning, he holds that both because of the air quality and because of the impact, there's going to be an obligation on the person who made this pit. So then, according to Shmuel, what's the understanding of the mission when it says that we're fell backwards because of the voice, the sound of the digging, that there's no obligation? That it's talking about when it says the acharov, it's not talking about the back of the animal, it's talking about the other side of the pit, where it had tripped over, let's say, the side of the pit, and it ended up falling to the other side and not actually falling inside of the pit. So then there's no obligation. I'm not exactly sure why there's no obligation, but perhaps it could be because this is an unusual type of damage. Aceve, I'll ask you a question. Explicitly it says here, whether it fell in forwards or whether it fell in backwards, there is an obligation to the Rav. So it sounds like it's a contradiction to the statement of Rav. He said that there's only an obligation if it falls in forwards. And Rav Chizda, Rav Chizda says, Rav agrees if we're talking about a pit that's inside of your private domain, that there would be an obligation however it fell in. Because the person who got damaged can say like this. Either way, if it died because of the poor air quality, so you created the poor air quality. If it died because of the impact with the ground, so the impact was also caused by you because it's your ground. Now, if we're trying to understand how do you have a case where there's a private domain where someone walks in with his ox and there's an obligation on the person who owns that domain, so it could be that the person who came in there with his ox, the ox that got damaged, was allowed to be there by the owner of the domain. And he gave him permission to come in there. So he accepted upon himself responsibility. So therefore, now we can say to him, you have a responsibility because either way you look at it, it was your pit that caused me damage, whether the animal fell face first or fell in back first, either way. Rabbi Omar, Rabbi offers a different possibility why this is not a question on Rav. What are we speaking about over here? That the animal, so at first it was heading down face first, and then as it was coming down, so it turned over and ended up on its back. The havla, the ahanibe, ahanibe. That when it stuck its head in already, and it had already started to fall, so whatever poor air quality, had, it already had the opportunity to take effect and to cause the death of the animal. And therefore, that's why in this case, in this brisa, where it says that there is an obligation when it fell on its back, is because it started head first. Rav Yosef Amar Hacha Bor Bishur Askinan. Rav Yosef says a different understanding of this brisa that we're talking about over here is the damage that was that was caused by the ox to the pit. Mainihu, what's the case? Shehivish Asmei 
name of, that it ruined the waters that were inside of the pit. It doesn't matter how the animal fell in, if it fell in face first or fell in back first, there's going to be an obligation on the owner of the ox to pay for the damages caused to the pit. Rav Hanania brought the following b'raisa, which is a proof to Rav. V'nafal, the verse says, and it shall fall. Atshigipol derech nefila, has to fall in its normal way. Mikan amru, from here they said, nafal lefun of mikolak kriya chayiv. That when it fell forwards from the sound of someone digging, so then there's an obligation. La'achar, if it fell backwards, mikolak kriya, from the sound of someone digging, potter, there's no obligation. V'zev, v'zebibor, and both of these uh, damages that we're talking about are where it fell into the pit. Amar Mar, Mar said, we said before, that if it fell forwards from the sound of the person who was digging, then there's an obligation on the owner of the pit. Va'amai, why is that name a karagaramle? Why can't the owner of the pit say, listen, I'm not the one who, who caused this whole damage. The guy who was digging and making all that noise was the one who caused the damage. Amar Avsimi Barashi, Avsimi Barashi says, Hamani Rabbi Nasanhi. This is the sheet of Rabbi Nasan, the Amar who says, Baal Habor Avit. When you have two partners, one of them was an ox, as we're going to see soon, and one of them was a boar, they both caused the damage to an ox. So in the end all, the one that caused the final damage, where an ox pushed another ox into a pit, the final damage was caused by the pit. As we're going to see, after uh, many lines over here, that when you can't pay from one of the partners, from the owner of the ox, let's say, so then you will have the ability to collect from the owner of the pit. Let's see the following. If one ox pushed another ox into a pit, So the Tanakama holds, the first Tana in this Bresa holds, that the owner of the ox has a full obligation, the owner of the pit does not have any obligation. Rabbi Nassim, I mean, Rabbi Nassim says, Rabbi Nassim says that each of them, the ox owner who caused the damage, and the owner of the pit where the animal died, so they each have to pay half. Vuhatanya, where it says, hold on a second, we have a second Bresa, Rabbi Nassim, I mean, in the second Bresa, Rabbi Nassim says, that the owner of the pit actually pays three quarters. And the owner of the ox only pays one quarter. Loikasha, so the Gemara there says, it's not a problem. One of the braces, when it says that, it, that you pay, each one pays half, it's because it's talking about a mood, the animal that caused the damage was wild. So they have to split it up. And when, we, when it talks about a tame animal, so all he has to pay is half of the half. And therefore, the balash, or the owner of the ox, pays a quarter. And the other guy, the owner of the, the pit, pays three quarters. And we'll have to understand why he pays that three quarters. Ubitam, Michael Sover. In regards to a tame animal, what's going on? How do we understand this? Ika Sover, Haikule, Hezeka Ovid, Haikule, Hezeka Ovid. If he holds that each one of them both is considered that they did all of the damage, so then even in the case of a tame animal, the one guy shouldn't pay only a quarter, and the other one pay three quarters, they should each pay half. Because of a high palga hazeka ovid, a high palga hazeka ovid, and each, and if we consider that as if that each one of them did only half of the damage, so then the person who owns the pit should pay half, and then the owner of the ox should pay only a quarter, because he's paying half of what's considered his damages, which is only half. And the other quarter that's missing should be lost by the person who got damaged. So what's going on? Rabbi Nassim, first of all, we need to understand Rabbi Nassim was a great judge. And he penetrated to the depth of the understanding of this halacha. It must be because he holds Each one of them did the entire damage. So why don't we say that each one indeed pays half? Because the owner of the ox can say to the owner of the pit, Well, the, the owner of the ox can say, Listen, 
what does it accomplish for me, the fact that I have a partner now? Meaning, if my ox would have just done it on its own, so I would be paying the same amount. I'd be paying half the damages. Now that I have a partner, it can't be that I'm going to pay the same half. Rather, I'm going to pay half of the half, and you're going to pay the other three quarters. Ibaisim, another possibility. We could also say that really is considered that each one of them has done half of the damages. With the question that you asked, Balabur, Mishalim Palga, that the owner of the pit should pay half, and the owner of the ox should pay only a quarter, and the last quarter should be lost, meaning the person who got damaged shouldn't end up getting three quarters from the owner of the pit. So why don't we say that? That was the question. Because the owner of the ox that got damaged can say to the owner of the pit, I found my dead animal inside of your pit. As far as I'm concerned, you killed it. Whatever I can get out of him, I'll get. Whatever I can't get out of him, I'm going to get out of you. Because as far as I'm concerned, you really did all the damages. So that's why the owner of the pit has to pay the three quarters that are left. So now coming back to our case. So there was somebody who was digging, making a lot of noise, and it caused the animal to slip and fall into a pit. So now we said that the owner of the pit is the only one who has to pay. Why is it that he's the only one who has to pay? So it comes down to is like this, that since the person who had caused it by making all that noise, he's only considered a grumma. It's not a direct cause. So he doesn't have any obligation. You can't get him to pay. Now the guy whose ox it is, who got damaged, consider the person whose pit it is. Listen, I found my ox inside of your pit. I can't get any money out of him. So you're going to have to pay me for the full damages. And that's the explanation of why we said in the Brisa that in fact the owner of the pit has to pay the full damages. Amar Rabbi Rabbi says, If someone placed a rock next to a pit that someone else had dug, and an ox comes along and trips over the rock, and falls into the pit. So this involves the same exact argument between Rabbi Nassim and the rabbis because you have two different people who are involved in causing the damage. Pshita, the Gemara says it's obvious. The Gemara answers, I would have thought over there to the owner of the pit can say to the owner of the ox if not for my pit so then your ox would have completely killed it so that's why there's a responsibility also on the owner of the ox which is the first party but over here so who's the first party the one who placed down the stone so he can say to the owner of the pit if not for your pit what would my stone have done you have a have enough of the koi if the animal would have tripped over my stone and your pit wouldn't have been there the animal would have gotten right back up so you would think that the first party is not really involved so much. It's really completely the fault of the owner of the pit. Kamash that's what's coming to teach you that no, the same argument between Rabbi Nassim and Rabbi Ban over there would also be would also apply in this case. Damar Lay, why? Because you could say to him, Idlav Evan will have enough of the beira. If not for the for the stone, says the owner of the pit, it went to fall into my pit. So therefore you are equally responsible. Itmar. We learned in an Amaraitic statement on Tanun Gimel Mabez 53b. Shor Veshrapsalamikdashin Shanaghu. Let's have two oxen that cause damage to a third ox. One of them belongs to a regular person. One of them was supposed to be slaughtered and brought in the temple, but for whatever reason it couldn't be brought, it got a blemish. So that second animal, the animal that was supposed to be slaughtered and brought in the temple, so it doesn't have an obligation to pay. So Abaye Amar Meshalam Chasinesik. So what about the person whose ox was not supposed to be brought in the temple and it was part of the damages? So Abaye says that ox has to pay half the damages. Ravina Amar Meshalam Ravina Ravina says no, he only has to pay a quarter of the damages. Now, what are we talking about here? What's the case? What kind of animal? So the first explanation is that both Ravina and Abaya are speaking about an animal which is a tame animal, so really should only have to pay half the damages. So it depends 
if you hold like the rabbis, they say if you can't collect from one of the partners who caused the damage, so then you do not collect that amount from the other partner. So that would be Ravina's statement. Ravina says you only pay a quarter of the damage. Why? Because all that's supposed to be paid, the full amount is only half the damage because though both animals were tame. Now that you can't collect the part from the animal which was supposed to be sacrificed in the temple, so all you get is a quarter, which is half of the half, from the animal that was a regular animal. Whereas Abai, who says that you do pay half the damages, is because he holds like Rabbi Nassim, who says whatever you can't collect from one of the partners in the damage, you can indeed collect from the other partner in the damage. Ibaisim, another possible explanation of this argument. We can say that both of them hold like the rabbis. It depends if we're talking about an animal which is a tame animal, or an animal which is a wild animal. If the animal is tame, according to the rabbis, so all you're going to collect is a, exactly a quarter, because whatever you can't collect from one, you don't collect from the other, and that's Ravina's statement. The other statement of Abaye, where he said that you have to pay the full half, is because we're talking about a muad, an animal which is wild, so really you should have to pay the full amount, but you have two partners, so each one pays half. Whatever you can't collect from one, you don't collect from the other one, according to the rabbis, and that's why, according to Abaye, you only pay half the damages. Ikad Amri, here's an alternate version. Abaye Amr Chatzinezek, Abaye again here says you pay only half. Ravina Amr Kulay Nezek, here instead of saying a quarter, he says you have to pay the full damages. So there's two different ways to explain this as well. Hava Habemuad. So the first explanation is that both cases are talking about a wild animal. One is like the Rabbana, like the rabbis who say that if you can't collect from one, you don't collect that money from the other one. And therefore that would be Abaye's statement that you only pay half. And the other one, Ravina's statement, is according to Rabbi Nassim, who says that what you can't collect from one, you do collect from the other one. And since it's a wild animal, it has to pay full damages. You can't collect from the animal that should have been slaughtered in the temple. So you collect it from the other person, from the one whose animal caused the damage. Ibaisim, another possibility. Hava ha Rabbi Nassim. We can say that both of them are saying like Rabbi Nassim, that what you can't collect from one, you do collect from the other one. So what's the case? What's the difference? Ha So Ravina, when he says you pay full damages, it's talking about a wild animal. And Abaye, who says you pay only half, is talking about a tame animal. But both of them would be like Rabbi Nassim who says what you can't collect from one you do collect from the other one Amar Rav Rav says Shurva Adam Shadach Vulabur if you have an ox and a person that pushed a third party into a pit Lanyan Nizakin in regards to any damages if we're talking about a person who got pushed into the pit Kulan Chayavin there's an obligation on all three parties the owner of the ox the owner of the pit and the person who was involved if let's say the person who got damaged, so there was tsar pain, there was ripui, there were doctor bills, there was shevis, loss of work, or boshes embarrassment. Udmev ladis, if we're talking about a woman who had a miscarriage as a result of being pushed into this pit, adam chayev, so only the person has an obligation to these things, and the owner of the ox and the owner of the pit do not have an obligation. If let's say a person, the person was killed, and there's kofer to pay, or there are 30 shekels, a special payment for a slave that got killed, sure chayev, so the ox has an obligation in regards to this, the person and the owner of the pit do not have an obligation. If we're talking about vessels that got damaged inside of a pit, or if we're talking about an ox which was supposed to be brought as a sacrifice in the temple, but it, it got a blemish, it couldn't be brought. So in regards to those two things, so a person and the owner of the ox will have an obligation. But the owner of the pit will not have an obligation. My time, what's the reason why there's no obligation in regards to an ox, which was supposed to be brought as a sacrifice, but had a blemish? Amar Krak, the verse says, And the dead carcass will go to him. So the Torah is only speaking about a case that there's an obligation to pay in a pit, when the mace, the dead carcass, goes completely to the person who caused the damage, who owns this pit. Yatzezeh comes to exclude this case of Psulim Akdashin, where it was supposed to be brought as a sacrifice. Because even though the people who own that, set, that animal can still benefit from 
from it, but there are limited benefits that they can have. They can't give it to a dog and, and feed it to that dog instead of dog food. So they can't get every benefit, and therefore it's not included in what the Torah refers to as Hamesi Eloi, that the dead carcass will belong to him, to the person who caused the damage. So therefore the Torah, when it says that there's an obligation by a pit, is not talking about such a case where the animal was supposed to be brought in the temple. Now the Gemara asks, Lamemr the Pshita the Rava? From what we just said, it sounds like that Rava holds that it's an obvious fact that in regards to Psula Mikdashin, those sacrifices that were supposed to be brought in the temple, so there's no obligation in regards to those things by a boar. This was a question that Rava asked. The boy Rava, Rava asked, Sharp Psula Mikdashin, Shnafal Abor, if you have such an ox that fell into a pit, Mah, what's going to be the halacha? This that it says that the dead carcass will go to him, Bimisha Mishaloi. So it's com- maybe it's coming to teach you that it's only if it's completely his. It comes to exclude this case. This guy can't have any benefit. He can't even throw it to his dogs. Or perhaps, maybe it's coming to teach you a different thing. That the dead carcass goes to him. Maybe it's coming to teach you that the owners are the ones who have to deal. The person whose animal got damaged, that's what's to deal with the animal that died. So which way is it? Right? So we see that he's asking a question. Rav is asking this question. So how can you say that it was so obvious to him? The more answers, After he asked that question, indeed, he answered the question and he held that in regards to a pit, there's no obligation. That's what it's coming to teach you in regards to an animal which is Psula Mikdashin. It's supposed to be brought in the temple, but it couldn't be brought in the temple. So the more now asks, How does he know, in fact, that the owners have to be involved with the dead carcass, the ones that got damaged? So he learns that from the fact that the verse says the same words Vahamesi Eloi the dead carcass will be to him in regards to an ox so he learns that it's only in regards to an ox that it's still considered that it belongs to the, the Nizak the person that got damaged Sigmar now asks my chazis why is it that you saw that it was fit the Vahamesi Eloi dishor that in regards to where the verse says Vahamesi Eloi the dead body will be to him in regards to ox so there we learned that I have to be telling you that it, it teaches us that the Nizak the person that got damaged deals with the dead carcass Vahamesi Eloi the boar, where the verse says that the dead carcass will be his, in regards to a pit that caused damage, so this is coming to teach you that it doesn't apply in regards to Psula Mikdashin, where the animal was supposed to be born in the temple. Maybe you said the exact opposite. The Gemara answers, actually makes sense that if we're going to choose which verse is coming to teach us that there's no obligation, that would be talking about in regards to the pit. Why? Since we already find in regards to a pit that there's no obligation in regards to vessels. So we'll extend it that there's also an obligation in regards to Psula Mikdashin, the animal that was supposed to be brought in a temple, but it couldn't be. Ah, the Rabbi says, wait, maybe I would tell you the opposite. Maybe there's no obligation. Maybe the verse is coming to teach you that there's no obligation in regards to Psula Mikdashin in regards to an ox. Because because we already find that there's no obligation in regards to half damages in the first three times that the, the ox causes damage. Gemara says, no. In regards to an ox, we never find that there's no obligation at all. In regards to an ox, yes, it's true that you only have to pay half the first three times. However, in regards to a pit, we find that there's no obligation at all ever in regards to vessels. So if we already find that there's a case where there's no obligation, we can extend it also to Psula Mikdashin. We'll learn at the verse, that, the, that there's an exclusion of the case where the animal was supposed to be brought in the temple, and it couldn't be that there's no obligation in that case to pay for the damages to that animal.